one. And we are recording with Nick Stumphauser, not Matt Stumphauser. Nick Stumphauser for episode 1002 on Monday, November 28th, 2022 at 6 or 3 p.m. Eastern time. As I just told you, the uh, the last time, uh, well, you and Matt, Matt's not with us, but the last time we talked, uh, it was over these little ones, which is, you know, about uh, CPS and the State Department being complicit in child trafficking, you know, of course, satanic ritual abuse. That wasn't terrifying enough. <laughs> Died suddenly is horrifying. And uh, with that glowing introduction, introduce yourself to everybody, man. Yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate you having me back. Of course. With a, with a sweater that you're going to have to send me a link to, by the way. I need one of those. That's yeah, right. I, got, I got this. My mom got it for me last winter. I will send it to you. It's fucking it's a, awesome. It's a great sweater. I love it. It's so cozy. And I'm not sponsored by them. So this isn't an ad. I yeah. wish I was. I don't know if they'd pick up if I sent this to them. I don't know if they would approve of this. Like, yeah, no, you were wearing it as you talked about satanic ritual abuse. We're not we're not sponsoring <laughs> you. I'll be like, bold. <laughs> okay, touche. Yeah, it's it's tough to get uh it's tough to get sponsors and people, you know, people think that films and stuff are made for free. No. People think that any of this happens for free and it does happen on a shoestring it happened for sure we do a lot for a little and i won't reveal how much these these little ones cost or how much died suddenly cost but i will say just to give people an estimation that if you look at any netflix or hulu documentary and you just look at their sound department oh yeah there's like 14 people in their sound department yeah matt and i put together every frame of the film you watched in 83 days jesus so just you. yeah sponsor sponsor mr tommy please sponsor, we need... spon give me that sweater money so we can start producing even bigger shit so we can tie in satanic ritual abuse with with fibrous clots it's because, yeah, I'm not getting paid either. And, yeah. you know, right when I started this podcast, one of my buddies reached out to me. And this is like when I was doing it above my parents' garage with like a MacBook in a big room and it was echoing. Yeah. And he, he said it kind of insultingly. I haven't, I don't think I've talked to him since. But like, uh, he not for that reason. This would be petty. But he texted me. He was like, uh, he was like, you need, I'm, I'm working at a liquor store doing this above my parents' garage at age 30. And he goes, you know, MKBHD has a whole sound department that just does the sound. And I'm like, what crack cocaine are you snorting and injecting to think that I have enough to afford a partner, let alone a sound department? So on the whole sound, I know what you're talking about. Like, bro, what, what do you mean? I set this up by watching YouTube videos, finding a microphone and panels and yeah and thumbing them until my fingers are blistered like there is no there's no budget here it doesn't get done for free so i do uh commiserate with you on that and some of the best stuff is done on a shoestring like my all-time favorite documentary is an infinite dream by my friend reese tomlin who put out this three-hour behemoth about 9 11 and it's not i mean he he didn't have a budget it was like final cut and 
internet clips, but it's so compelling and really well done. And that's, you know, I'm going to make you, a note of it right now. Yeah. An infinite dream. And it's on BitChute. An infinite dream. And it's really like the go-to for 9-11 docs. If I ever want to send somebody like, Hey, here's the truth. This, that's what I go to. And, you know, loose change is good, obviously. Um, but some some really remarkable stuff happens when you're on a shoestring and Matt and I are immensely frugal and we know enough in all of the areas that we can like get a, a passable product like the intro to the film I'm not an after effects wizard like okay. I was I was watching tutorials while I was editing this movie on like how do I make it look like this of course yeah of course yeah no, it's the same thing with this. People are like, how did you know what to use? I'm like, I bought a camera and then I literally pulled up YouTube next to it. And it was like, press menu, menu, yeah. press the rectangle. There's the rectangle. Now hit the bottom thing four times and you see that when I'm like, press that. And then it's just don't touch it. Never yeah. touch it. Never touch it again. Ever. And I moved and I don't know how to work the good camera, which is why I'm using the iMac camera because it's the, the Sony, it's intimidating. It scares yeah. me. And yeah. I've left it for another time. I will wait until I have a free Saturday and some Adderall and I'll get to it. There you I'm go. scared of it right now. And um, we're in an Adderall shortage. So yes. Yeah. So it's all, it's all coming together, but um, <laughs> there is sort of like um, doing it on a shoestring. You, I guess you, you can do it when there is a general appetite for the product, right? Like if you wanted to put out a Marvel movie, you need a billion dollars. And it's also like that stuff's also, you know, oversaturated that you would truly, you, you put out a great, you know, superhero movie today. We've been inundated with superhero movies for the last 20 years versus when it's something that, the, there is such a hunger for it because it has been so widely censored. You, you're literally kicked off, you know, in some countries you can go to jail for talking uh, against vaccine efficacy or adverse events. In a way, you kind of, you don't need that full sound department because there is such a market for anyone wanting to see what is going on or any explanation that, yeah, you can kind of corner the market with just two people because no one else is doing it. So it's like, yep. you don't need a $10 billion budget. You can just use Final Cut and some tutorials and something is better than nothing. Yeah. And, you know, not to downplay the skill set that Matt and I have. Sure. He and I have worked together for three years. He's made, uh, I don't know how many documentaries I've made five in five years with four of them coming out in the last like 18 months. And, but the, the real magic for this one was we are faster and more efficient than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And we packaged the film in a, a way that's more entertaining. And then we touched the third rail in a way that nobody else would. And that specific one, I think, is what did it because we said that this is depopulation because mm -hmm. it is. And we said that the vaccines are explicitly causing this level of harm. And if you look at other commensurate documentaries, you see people saying, well, vaccines are dangerous, but not all of them. And you'll hear them, you'll hear them say, well, this vaccine's particularly bad and that the pharmaceutical industries capitalized on an opportunity. 
And Matt and I find those premises ridiculous and short-sighted and or willfully ignorant. These people hate you. Mm -hmm. They want fewer of you. And they don't care about money because they have all of it. They can print it. They're the ones in charge. Yeah. So they actually just exacted global genocide and uh and hats off to them they nailed it man they they're demons but they did it well yeah it was the best i mean i'm a i'm a magician i've been a close-up magician for 15 years and i did hypnotism in the you know middle few years of that and i have a deep love for the art of magic and everything that goes into it and the last two years is the most incredible magic trick the world has ever seen it's been a master class. And if you pay attention, you will learn a lot. And unfortunately, you know, the people who are paying attention are going to lose most of the people that they know and love. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you make it through this, you will, like you said, you'll have a master class in persuasion and propaganda and global governance. And you won't be fooled again. That's for sure. You won't be fooled again. Yeah, it won't really. There, and there'll be no one left to gloat to because everybody's dead. So you kind of can't really have the "I told you so" moment, which is sad, but not not yeah. because you can't say "I told you so," but because they're dead. That's the sad. That's the sad part. But you know, that's one of the things I reached early on was if it's just and I'm and I'm not above saying it's just for money. I think we'll do just about anything for money. But I started to look at it and I was like. We've sort of mastered the whole make money operation. We kind of figured that out decades ago with just war. Like we figured that out after World War II. We were like, let's just not unwind the war economy. We'll just keep going. And it's been so profitable. Korea, Vietnam, war on terror. That the amount of work that went into this and the amount of profit, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. You know, we figured out decades ago, all you got to do is blow up something and then just go invade and you just print trillions of dollars of defense and then all the reconstruction contracts. Like the military industrial complex, though full of demons, is very profitable. You don't don't reinvent the wheel. Well, and that's that's where I think the money argument falls short. I would agree because you're comparing billions to trillions with mm -hmm. war. Um. And war is more for territory and resources. Yeah. And then whatever leverage you can have over other countries with trade and obviously pointing a gun at someone's head in the form of a, of a nuke or occupation is very useful. This, I think, has a smaller overhead. The biggest expenditure, if I were to estimate, that they had to spend for this magic trick was the media oh yeah and because the vaccines themselves are relatively inexpensive um you know F pfizer made trillions i'm sorry billions but not trillions you know they made less than a hundred billion dollars on this vaccine which in the grand scheme of things like when like you say you're comparing war it's honestly not that much we're talking trillion dollar contracts for like bullets yeah so this their overhead for this was primarily just how do we get the media to 
um, terrify everybody about COVID. And then the real, again, another phenomenal magic trick. When Trump pushed warp speed, you had every pundit and politician decrying the vaccine is unsafe because they take 10 years. And the moment he stepped out of office, it became get your vaccine or you don't have a job anymore. And like the whiplash that you have to be able to induce. That was, yeah, no, that was, it's like when you see like a video of a UFO and you go, well, it couldn't be a human, right? Because they'd just be turned to mush. We saw the, would the soon to be vice president, Kamala Harris saying, I will never take a Trump vaccine to we will kick you out of the military in a in a serviceman and woman shortage if you don't take it. And no one they just they just went along with it. Just nothing. The, the media's been owned um on the on the greatest reset documentary that I made, I learned about the Pilgrim Society. Mm -hmm. um, which isn't really well known or talked about and doing research on that i came to understand that the intelligence agencies were an outgrowth of the media not the reverse um so the oss operate uh, office of special services that became the cia and mi5 and all these others Prior to their existence, there was a press conference in 1902 um, where the heads of the Associated Press and Reuters and a few Rothschilds and Rockefellers all came together and they had um, a press conference. And it's very well documented. I actually had in my possession one of the two books in existence that was like the perfect documentation of that day and who sat at what table and what they talked about. And the intelligence agencies grew out of the news organizations like Washington Post and New York Times that have existed for a hundred years. And then we know with Mockingbird and the church hearings and stuff that there was then this symbiotic relationship where like, mm -hmm. we are going to collaborate on what makes its way to the public so honestly, the expenditure for the media was, I would say, no different than what they've had to spend every other year. Just so general narrative shaping. That's where this whole money argument just disintegrates. Yeah. They didn't have to spend anything more to fool everybody. And they only made like 50 billion. So it's not about money. But what do we see happening? Uh, people aren't going to have babies for three generations. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's how I look at it, too, is it's the same thing. The defense budgets for just the war for just like air conditioning and tents was like 40 <laughs> billion dollars in 2003. Like we like we spent like 11 billion dollars on chefs in like the Kandahar province in 2010. So like to you and I, just peons, yeah, 50 billion's a lot. But when you put it in relation and in reference, it's not a lot. And then you go, well, then why are they doing it? Something else is, you know, when I, 
when you see the $50,000 toilet seat on a defense contract and people go, the government doesn't know how to say, no, they're not stupid. They're laundering money. You dipshit. Like, <laughs> like they're not, Oh, the government doesn't know how to be efficient. No, they know exactly what they're doing. That's yeah, going exactly. to Epstein's Island or some shit. Like, yeah. So when they, when they put in this much effort and the money, sure. You make a hundred billion and Pfizer stock goes up. They're not stupid. They didn't just they didn't just drop the whole military industrial complex racket and go, let's try this. There's we're if we're only seeing the tip of something, the rest of the icebergs underwater. So where is it coming? You know, the war in Iraq, what was the point of it? Well, I don't know. We also occupied the world's oil and we moved our death machines closer to China and Russia. So you can see the off books value. What else is going on? And the only the only and I've tried to avoid it because I was like, it can't be the answer. But after almost three years of it, I don't see what else could be the could be the rational. It's out in the open through Henry Kissinger, the useless eaters, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, his fucking high octave. We have about eight billion people now. And with that, and you look at it and eventually it's like taking shrooms and you finally realize the simplest of truths that you've always known, like love one another and be a good person. But it, it took you 30 years to get there. It just finally like clicked. It's like, that's what they're doing. They're yeah. as my buddy Stoli always says, the carbon they want to reduce is you. It's a great line. That's a great line. And yeah. look, Teresa long said, Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Mm -hmm. Teresa Long in the film said that she's worried that we won't have a standing army in five years. And you might think if you are still viewing this through the lens of nation states being a meaningful construct, that might vex you. You might think, well, why would the United States government hamstring itself? And the answer is there's something governing the United States government mm -hmm. as well as the other nation states that have a vested interest in demilitarizing the global superpowers. And that's a scary thought. Take the teeth off the th only things that could kick their ass. Yeah. And I, so I don't trust anything coming out of China. I both believe everything and disbelieve everything. Like when you see China say, oh, they're locking people in their houses. My first response is no, they're not. And then it's like, but they totally would. <laughs> and and that's my approach with China because they're masters of propaganda um, and it's so good that all of what's coming out is both true and false. Um, but so I don't know how much of the PLA was vaccinated if it was the same as the United States armies, um, but I would be surprised if it was. I also don't trust Israel's data. Um, I do think a tremendous amount of Israel was maimed and killed from this vaccine. Um, but I am skeptical. I am very skeptical of various reports from different countries about how much of an uptake there was. And if you come at it from that perspective, you can start to paint the picture through what's absent of, of who is, who is in control. Look at the, the countries that had the, the fewest, vaccine deaths and injuries or you trust their reporting the least and then the cui bono who benefits the most and again it the answer isn't a country 
the answer is probably going to be some version of a new world order, some version of a world economic forum. And I'm very curious to see at what point do they try for the big grab. And the big grab is going to be, oh, all these superpowers don't have a military anymore, but there's a big threat. So we all need to band together under, boom, whatever that banner is. And I think it's going to be aliens. I you think, think they're going to say, you think it's going to be blue beam? It's blue beam, man. That's the biggest. That's and the they've coup. Been, they've been prepping that since Roswell. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when Tucker Carlson has footage of the USS Nimitz, on his show, you know it's made it all the way through to where it needs to be. Yeah. For the one moment when like a national monument explodes and there's a thing hovering and they're like, all right, and it's this gonna... is outside of this world, guys. Let's band together. <laughs> they're gonna roll it out and it's gonna be just like COVID, where you're like, Did they have all these things waiting in the wing? Where you're like, How did they they just turned it on. They have like lockstep media. You're like, they didn't just roll their sleeves up. You're like, this was on the shelf. Well, we got Space Force, dude. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's well, that's the because I love UFOs. I've interviewed Larry yeah. Holcomb, uh, UFOs and president. I've interviewed Nick Pope. The he was the head of the ministry, Ministry of Defense's, uh, uh, I guess, UFO task force. Um, Dr. Lynn Katai, who did the whole documentary on the Phoenix Lights. Um, I love UFOs, always have. In 2020, when I first started like seeing it in the news, I went, I had about 10 minutes of excitement to, I had that feeling kind of like, I think it was yesterday they said the Pentagon didn't pass their audit. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> the last time this happened, Rumsfeld was jerking off into like a gimp suit going, today's September 10th. And I was like, oh no. As soon as I started seeing in the news, I just thought, oh, it's coming. It's, it's in the pipeline now. When it's on, yeah, when Fox News is saying there are unidentified flying objects off of our aircraft, you're going, motherfucker, they're going for it. They're they're going for the big cookie jar. Yep. And I think they're going to get it. They are because I don't see anything standing in the way of it. There's not. Now, now I will say. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is interested in seeing she's watched the film. Uh, she wants to investigate and she's figuring out how to investigate. And I have zero faith in the political institutions, but I do have faith in counter propaganda. And I think what Matt and I have created is a remarkable piece of true and effective counter propaganda that because of how we marketed it and called it died suddenly it is unavoidable and uncensorable. And I think we might have cracked the matrix a little bit in that they're going to have to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And killing me or killing Matt or killing Teresa Long doesn't work. You can't censor us because we're getting 60,000 views an hour. Yeah, you guys are at what? 9.7 million on rumble right now. Yeah. About to cross 10 in seven days on Twitter. I think it's, I think it's being throttled because Twitter has been stuck at like 
1.6, 1.7 million. And there's no way on earth it's that low. The amount of traction it's gotten on Twitter, that is a fake number. Um, so you can't kill us. You can't censor us because we've, we've cracked through the matrix in that way. I'm curious what it looks like in the next two to four weeks. How, how do they shut this down? You can't call it conspiracy theories. Like they're trying the BBC did a hit piece. Forbes did a hit piece. They've overused that term though. It doesn't hold any weight anymore. So I have like my creativity sort of run out for wargaming yeah, what well, their how, response to this to be. Yeah, right. Because yeah, kill you, what kill Matt. Yeah, yeah, that's old hat. Doesn't do anything. If you if no. you kill us, like our film's been seen by 25 million people. What are you gonna it's, it's like gonna make it even more viral? Yeah, it's we we're martyrs now. I would say we might be seeing they maybe maybe they are testing the resilience of their own handiwork. How strong is their propaganda been? It's almost like um, I don't know. It's think of like a Lord of the Rings or something when you know, you shut the kingdom doors and you put the the big metal thing on it, yeah. and the, you know the trolls trying to break it through. Helms Deep, man. Yeah, exactly. There is like a moment where it's like it kind of holds. They might be looking at this, going, "Let's see how brain dead this population is." Maybe yeah. you guys are, they're just looking at it and they're going, we might not need to do anything. Which is terrifying. But So a couple of thoughts on that. Bill Gates is on record saying that anytime there's a documentary made about him or he's implicated in it, he has a team of people who watch it. He's on record saying that. Which means he's watched at least two of my movies. Shout um, out Bill Gates, super fan. Thanks, Bill Gates, for the super chat. <laughs> Thanks, Big G. Um, so they're aware of it. You know, their people are aware of it, for sure. But I was also at a bar yesterday. Or sun, Saturday. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And I'm with, with some guys talking about the movie. It's crazy how many people have seen it. And literally in between the football commercials is the Pfizer BioNTech get your vaccine like on TV with all these people shameless no friction we're just going to push another ad out and I think you're right to a large degree like these people are very untroubled they sleep well at night and they're not concerned and I'm curious what the world would look like if we made them nervous hmm. Do you think it's their own hubris? So now we're talking about they, the, the people pulling the strings. Maybe they are too confident in the plan. Is that what you're saying? Or am I not, am I not interpreting that correctly? No, you are interpreting it correctly. Look, I've kind of been, I'm not a nihilist and I have deep joy and love of life, sure. but I have been cynical and nihilistic about, the efficacy of anything that our side does, especially after the 2020 election, I'm like, well, it's all fake. We literally can't politic, politic our way out of this. But this is the first time that I've thought we might have poked him. Yeah. And I think it's because 
of what I described that it's plugged into the the, the artery of the matrix right now. Because if you search, this is so funny. If you Google died suddenly and go to the news page, there's hit pieces on the film. Our film is not there. And then there's articles of people within the last six hours who have died suddenly. So it's, it's literally like the perfect refutation. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and additionally, our film is yoked to every subsequent uh, news article. And I feel like that is poking them. Oh, na naming it died suddenly was fucking brilliant. It may have been the most effective idea I've ever had. It <laughs> when I first saw it, I went, I was like, oh, oh, that's great. That in in like a counter bio warfare, it's like it is like a virus. You latched on to the existing structure and Exactly. We'll, they'll never call it vaccine death. They'll never call it myocarditis. They died suddenly. And you latched on to their euphemism. Yep. And now I think what we'll see is this. At the very least, there'll be a new term. They'll get rid of died suddenly. They're going to have a new term. Like mysterious expiration or some shit. Now, the curious thing is... My my intuition is that the smaller because really most of these articles are coming out of like small town papers. You're not seeing CNN saying this person died suddenly. Uh, it's mostly local town newspapers and websites and stuff like that that's reporting it. I think they are now algorithmically incentivized to to continue using the phrase "died suddenly." It's really the the top six corporations that can't say it. Wow. Funnily enough. So yeah, it's a really interesting Mexican standoff that like everyone's got their guns up and it's like, <laughs> look, I know, you know, you know, I know you can't shoot me. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, but every hour that passes 60,000 more people are watching this. So what are you going to do? It is a very weird it's 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 your gold medal it's your gold medal moment you you got the you got the world record they're putting the trophy they're putting the medal around your neck and you're standing on the highest you're on the podium well yeah we'll see man it's it's a very surreal experience you know um kanye retweeted uh a post that we made on our twitter account and uh and asked for a copy of the film um we're curious to see if he's gonna talk openly about it um we know that joe rogan follows the twitter account israel adesanya tweeted about it andrew tate tweeted about it uh so many zero marketing budget like zero dollars expended that's hard on on adsense or facebook ads we paid no influencers it just starts popping up places yeah. and i think a lot of that is because we're scratching an itch people are like well we damn well know something's wrong and uncle john and aunt susie both like were injured and mm -hmm. debbie dropped dead and i don't know what happened and matt and i come along it's like hey don't worry we did all the homework for you like just watch this and so we were seeing people on 
social media, Instagram and Twitter specifically saying that they were just putting it on their TVs at Thanksgiving. Oh God. Like, I think I've, I've ruined like a hundred thousand Thanksgiving dinners, by the way, at least, I mean, low end <laughs> you have ruined a lot of people's <laughs> last things. There are going to be a lot of people who maybe through the vaccine or something else, this was their last Thanksgiving. And it's going to be like, do you remember that last one that I ruined? Cause I had like one too many bourbons and I put died suddenly on the projector. Tommy, I'm telling you, man, I can't, I don't, I can't have friends anymore. I can't go to parties. Who gives a shit? I can't talk to anyone because first of all, if they're a normie, which many of, of the people that I haven't talked to in a long time, when I go back to that and try and have a conversation, utterly fruitless. You know, I'm 24 and 1% of the people that I knew for like 10 years of my life, can I hold a serious conversation with anymore? Because the world has just, has polarized so dramatically. And I, I have fallen, I've slid down the slope and have been pushed further and further uh, that there is no middle ground position anymore. The only middle ground position, and these are the people that I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with, are the truly like hippie, I'm apolitical, have no clue what's going on. I'm vibing, bro. Like, I love those people now. Yeah, they, I used to look at them as apathetic, and now I look at them as the people slamming the whiskey because all the engines are on fire in the plane. They know yeah. it's done, and they're just like, fucking take a hit of acid and watch the sunrise. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm the idiot for trying to make sense of it. Yeah, Duncan Trussell said this on a Rogan podcast once. He said, there's somewhere in the world... Some poor fool... Is standing under, under a waterfall, waterfall without a phone and doesn't know how angry and scared he should. That used to be my phone background. Yeah, it's brilliant, dude. Brilliant, it's so true. Say. It's so true. But these conspiracies that we are revealing are... It used to be the case that if you wanted to talk about like the JFK assassination or the Gulf of Tonkin, the USS Liberty, or even 9-11 for a solid 15 years, at least 10 years. It was like, okay, but that doesn't affect me and doesn't pay my bills, so I don't really care. Like, cool, I guess that's interesting. Yeah, I'll throw it on the TV and we'll watch something about it. This is the first conspiracy that has reached itself into the home of every person on this planet and said, you might die from a coronavirus and this magic shot's going to save your life because that was perfectly televised to every corner of this world. And 5.4 billion people have taken at least one shot and the other 2.6 billion people are aware of the shot. Yeah. This is the first time that like you can't make the argument like oh, I don't know, I just really care like I don't care about conspiracies like you're you're in one. It's knocked on every door in the world. It's like that scene from Pirates One. Um, yeah, best start believing in conspiracy theories. You're in one, Missy. Yeah, it's. So then I go, but but these people, the cabal, the New World Order, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. 
they primarily exist in this shit. I'm not a big sports fan. I'm not a big football fan. I just don't give a shit. Same. But I do like understand. I do understand what's going on. And if if you see the quarterback rushing for a touchdown and they normally try to slide. If a quarterback rushes, they try to slide because right they're the they're the prize trophy boy. You don't want to get your leg broken. You're worth a hundred million dollars. If you see them just going balls out for it, it's it's one of like two things. Either they already have a broken leg and they don't care and they're just going for the win, or they're up by so much they don't care if you break their leg because they've already won the Super Bowl. It's over. Yeah. But they both look the same, right? A nuclear missile being launched looks like a nuclear missile. A research satellite also looks like a nuclear missile. You don't know until the payload's on your forehead if it's yeah. looking at clouds over India or if it's a thermonuclear warhead. And so the cabal historically likes to exist in the shadows behind a shell company, behind a shell company, behind a shell company. Now they are very much so out of the shadows. You used to just hear echoes or ripples. Now you're seeing the beast. And I have to wonder, are they desperate? Are they going for it because they've, they're running out of time? Or are they up by 90 points with, they're three, up by 90 points, with three seconds left? And they don't give a fuck. There's a reason no. they put in the 10th string quarterback because they don't care. I don't like to acknowledge which one it probably is. Well, the 10th string quarterback thing is also a great analogy because you got Biden. Like he is the 10th care. string. They don't care. They don't give a damn, bro. It's, it's flaunting at this point. And the people who actually run it aren't Bill Gates, by the way. It's no. not Tony Fauci. It's you like, know you know their name. If you know their name, then they're not them. Precisely. So what I think the public awareness has increased about there being a they but the names haven't gotten any more correct for sure um and that doesn't mean that justice cannot be exacted or that people should not stay in trial and go to prison for life or be hung by the neck until dead like i do think that they're yeah except that didn't actually happen. Except for all the ones that we, you know, brought back over here and gave prestigious jobs for life. Right. Yeah. Besides that. So <laughs> this would be this would be Nuremberg 1.0 because yeah. the actual Nuremberg didn't happen. So and I think, you know, I think that's possible. I I don't think I'm deluding myself to think that you could get a class action suit going with thousands if not tens of thousands of people who are injured and primary care physicians who will stand trial and put in a sworn affidavit saying my patient was healthy they took the vaccine on my on my recommendation and now they're injured and you could get a giant class action lawsuit together um, with testimonies from the embalmers and the military whistleblowers and do a people versus the United States government. And there could be a giant payout. There could be uh, tribunals and prison sentences. Um, it's a multi-year thing. And now another thing that they might do, which historically they've done, 
is they obscure the present tragedy with a subsequent tragedy. Ukraine. And Ukraine was exactly that. I mean, we had like three weeks of breathing time between, all right, guys, we're going to, you know, lift the vaccine mandates and the lockdown restrictions and everything's going to go kind of back to normal. And within three weeks, Putin had invaded Ukraine. I would like to congratulate on Putin for eradicating COVID, though. Yeah, honestly, well done, sir. Very impressive. The true vaccine. (laughs) The only vaccine. One Russia. But sorry, I keep going. So the replacing the golden statue with the bag of stones is like their constant they're just doing it over and over tactics so for this it's possible that they just try and commandeer the news cycle again with another thing and i don't know what that will be i am skeptical that it would ever be another flu situation um because i do think it will be hard to fool me twice, so to speak, globally. Like, they, I don't think they can do COVID again or anything close to COVID again. No, it'll be a new... It'll be a new beast. I mean, we went from the Soviet threat, right? Uh, although a backwater society, right? We said they had, they had parity with nuclear weapons. We said they had their own space program. They had their own satellite nations, their own proxy wars. When we got rid of that, we didn't we didn't go back to the well with a a superpower. We we hit up the the terrorist card. We hit up the the you know the nineteen hijackers card. After that, we kind of pivoted to the housing crisis card, and then yeah. Orange Man Bad, and then the virus. But they don't. I will commend them on they don't go back to the well with the same thing. Now that and then they pull up the Ukraine, there will be something that replaces this, but I don't think it will ever be the same. Or they might reuse the same card, but it's after enough iterations of of trauma and drama that you've already forgotten it, right? Yeah, in Hollywood there's the twenty year rule where after two decades you can remake any film. Gotcha. And I think that is the case as well. So like we passed the 20 year anniversary of 9-11. So that's on the table for something, but it is, it's on the table for something similar. And, and I firmly believe that these people, by the way, that they, I think are storytellers. I think they are the most talented storytellers in existence and they construct how the world plays out like a screenplay. I mean, there are lines, there are beats and moments and explosions and cutaways. And I, I've, I've written stories, scripts. backgrounds. And I love movies, man. I got uh, back to the future right there. That's these little ones, interstellar, like, you know, and I study, I study film and it was, we, we put this in the opening of the, of the documentary we shit on conspiracy theories. We were like, I know that you're going to call this a conspiracy theory. So here's Bigfoot. Here's Loch Ness Monster. Here's Moon Landing. But one of the things that I also put in there was the uh, Stephen Sotloff beheading, mm-hmm. which was filmed on a green screen. And several ISIS beheading videos were filmed on a green screen. 
the world as a stage has been overused, but it, it might be one of the truest cliches. And we should take that premise seriously. So they can do a reboot of 9-11 because it's been 20 years. It falls in the rules of Hollywood that they are permitted to do that. There are tropes that are common. For example, there's a there's a rule in filmmaking where if there's a gun visible in a scene, by the end of the film, that gun must be fired. Mm -hmm. And we see with school shootings that as weapons are in the public eye, they must be decried through tragedy. So whenever there's free and unimpeded access to the citizenry defending itself, that is vilified through Aurora, through Columbine, through Parkland, through Vegas. Like Vegas was the most brazen of all of these. Such a hilarious impossibility. And they never even attacked Orange Man for it. Yeah, didn't have to. But isn't that the, not, not to go on, because I want to stay on the thread you're on, but isn't that the most wild thing about Vegas is that it happened under Trump and they never used that against Trump? Yeah, like literally couldn't. They used everything else, but they didn't use the 59 dead in, in, in the Vegas shooting. So, sorry, you go. I like the point you were making about see it in the first act, you got to use it by the end of the movie. Well, and, and if that's the case, then judging by the rules of screenplay writing, uh, yeah, the next one is Blue Aliens. Man. You know, and and you can also look through the film, the filmography of the last fifty years to to see what's coming because we had, which this will spook you, because uh, we had Contagion in two thousand eleven, which was a frame by frame mirror image of the last two years. It's if anyone hasn't seen that, it is. I mean, it's it's like a coronavirus from a bat in China. Yeah, it's with vaccine passports and <laughs> Sanjay Gupta from CNN is in the movie and you have a crackpot Alex Jones talking about like a plant based cure that we've yeah. had forever. So, but hmm. scary thing is zombies. Oh. Would that fall under viruses, though? Or do you think that's a they think that will be a new one? It's a new one. I'm going to be firmly entering the realm of speculation starting now. When I was making The Greatest Reset, we had just started hearing about embalmers finding it difficult to remove the blood from the bodies. This was over a year ago. And I texted a doctor, I won't dox them, but I was texting with a doctor and this person texted me and said, well, you need to figure out what are, what are embalmers meaning when they're saying they can't get the blood out because we need to be prepared. And I was like, what do you mean prepared? Like, cause it's hard to embalm bodies. So we have to like get new equipment. And this person's, this doctor said reanimation. 
And I called them and I said, you can't say the word reanimation over text at 10.38 p.m. Yeah, you can't you can't just drop that and be like, talk to you tomorrow. And the doctor went on to describe that when they started out in the CDC, uh, they started out as a as an osteo osteopathic doctor 20 years ago, the CDC would send out newsletters and they were paper newsletters and the doctors would get the news, the newsletters. And it's like, okay, this is what you got to be aware of. Here's the new data we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Here's a new flu strain, a new vaccine, whatever it is. And at the end of one of them, this was like 20 years ago, it said, if you, any of your patients have symptoms of zombie syndrome, contact the CDC. And all the doctors at the time were like, is this like a joke? This is the CDC. The CDC doesn't joke. Why are they talking about this? What do you mean? Well, in 20, I want to say like 18 or 19, there was another newsletter that went out from the CDC that said the same thing. And the, the doctors were like, what are you talking about? What do you mean by zombie syndrome? Like, are they dead? Are they alive? Is it, what, what's going on here? Um, and then the COVID thing happened and then the vaccine rollout. And there was a lot of speculation that the contents of the vaccine were responsive to EMF in some way. Okay. That there were nanobots in it and the, the, most salient hypothesis has been put forward by Dr. Karen Kingston, who has gone back through the patents for Moderna and uh, DARPA uh, FOIAs and has shown that there's something called hydrogel, which is graphene-based, and when paired with mRNA, enters the cell and codes for proteins and is self-replicating, and forms things that look like fibrous blood clots that can, at distance, be manipulated with EMF, such as 5G, to move bodies with radio waves, like zombies. So... Then you kind of, if so, there's a hypothesis, right? The hypothesis is that there is a self replicating substance that enters the body that allows remote control to nerve signals and muscle signals that could allow reanimation of a dead corpse. Sure. That's a hypothesis. And then you look at films and you have World War Z and 28 Days Later and I Am Legend and walking dead like crazy zombie propaganda very well produced often having to do with a virus or a vaccine of some kind that allows the reanimation of a corpse i'm not with it yet but i do love exploring that territory because if they tell you what they're going to do before they do it before aliens, it would be zombies. And it would be zombies in the in the sense of 
uh, for example, there's a Rockefeller paper from 2015 where they used a virus to bring, I want to say it was iron uh, and maybe graphene into the brain of mice. And they used radio waves to simulate uh, hunger mm -hmm. so they could push a button and make the mouse eat even if the mouse wasn't actually hungry. And they basically showed mind control at a distance by bringing um, metal into a certain region of the brain using virus technology. I don't think that the concurrent rollout of the vaccine with the infrastructure of 5G is coincidental. It has nothing to do with having faster download speeds. There's a reason why it's every 200 feet. You need a tower because, or a repeater, I should say, not a tower, um, because it's impeded by foliage and trees and such. So you need, an, the excuse is you need an infrastructure that is extremely granular. Ubiquitous, yeah. And there's reason to suspect that the contents of the vaccine is not just mRNA but might perhaps be a hydrogel that DARPA has written at length and published about that could have an impact on, if not the mental state, then the actual physical movements of the body. It's a stretch and it's more of a pet theory that sure. like I'm piecing together. Sure. Um, but it does make you wonder, like, why so much zombie propaganda if they never capitalize on it? And you might think, like, well, they did that with UFOs, but now we have the Pentagon declassifying UFOs and UAPs. And, and bro, that was, like, the most crazy you could be. The most crazy you was, could be. That was the outer fringe of conspiracy, was UFO. And now it's tucker fucking carlson okay just a masterful transition into yeah common window of just yeah yeah public discourse right right so give it another 10 what are we looking at no idea man so so my so <clears throat> and i'm open to to all ideas I, I love conspiracy theories and i because to me it's just keeping an open mind i mean 500 years ago we'd be smoking pot and saying like what if the world isn't flat right we and we would be and we might but we might miss the mark we might go i think it's a triangle like a pyramid and it's like you're not right or wrong like it does repeat but it's you're not you know so no i i i, I will never shoot down any conspiracy because i i simply love the process of keeping an open mind and and piecing things together and creating the big picture because history is always easy in hindsight. It's always easy to look back and go, of course the world's well, I'm born in 1990. I'm, I, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. So no, I'm with you. I love all of this. My devil's advocacy. And again, and nothing is out of the realm of possibility when considering DARPA. Right. They're, they're the deus ex machina. They are the God from the machine. You just have to throw it into a story and all of a sudden it's possible. You go, DARPA is yeah. involved. You go, Oh, okay. Okay, Transformers <laughs> on the table. Independence Day on the table. You go, oh, robots from space, DARPA. It's just, it's just we just don't have to think about it. You just clear it. It's the Pentagon's audit calculator. They go yep. because, and you go, all right. But my 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 only devil's advocacy with the, with the zombie theory would be, 
what is the the benefit? I get the depopulation benefit. I also get the blue beam, scare everyone, use what's remaining of the world's resources, mostly autonomous, less people to question orders to to exert the uh, or project the power of the elites onto the remaining using the external threat. I get that. I'm I'm having trouble seeing the value in the the zombie. It makes me think there's something I'm not seeing, right? It's yeah. It's like we talked about earlier. Like you, we're not seeing the whole iceberg. What would the is this just? Is it just a satanic elite like a cat? Are they just playing with their food at this point? No, they're far more pragmatic than that. While they do humil- humiliation rituals, mm-hmm. I think even those have utility some value yeah they're not stupid they're not stupid and they're not profligate like they don't waste so a few things that could be useful from the zombie standpoint is well the truest form like we throw the word zombie around when we're talking about sheeple and people who are effectively lobotomized and if reanimating corpses is not their end goal the closest approximation of that is like a truly controlled populace where uh, it's more in the brain than it is in the body. And it's like, they, they literally can just impact your mental states control. Yeah. And if you think about like, cause the brain is, is very much an antenna for, mm-hmm. for radio frequencies. Um, we we this is very well documented i have thought for a long time that the ubiquity of wi-fi is problematic because it's not just sending data to an antenna that is your phone but us as bioelectric beings with a brain that is a finely tuned antenna is likely um, responding to this constant presence of data and who knows what they could put in that um at stream yeah, exactly. <clears throat> to, to impact mood, right? Like, okay, this entire swath of the United States is just going to be very anxious and depressed and afraid. Like, who actually knows how bad it is? When we go camping and you unplug, there's this just everyone's like, man, there's some poor fool sitting under a waterfall, <laughs> right? Right. So there could be that aspect of the zombie thing. Now, the other side of it could be, I'm sure the United States military is very curious, like, c- can we have a soldier that you shoot 15 times and it keeps coming? And, and yeah, just fuck off. That's very possible. Um, and then the final one I would say is anybody moving after death uh, is how you traumatize the populace. Yeah, there, there's a huge MK Ultra like, trauma there is a value there it's not yeah they are pragmatic there is a value there yeah total horror you would you would only need to pull it off in like one in a million deaths to that's it corral an entire city into saying like yeah build a wall oh 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 this just clicked into place luke montagnier Mm -hmm. who i think was killed uh said stop cremating the bodies because we're not going to know this was back in 2020 he says we're not going to know how everybody died if it was covid if it was the vaccine all these different things stop cremating the bodies and when matt and i were talking to the embalmers he was the embalmers were telling us that cremation is going up like crazy 
and that's incinerating the evidence. You that's do not know what killed these it. people. And so what better way to inspire every person in every country to incinerate all of the evidence uh, of what actually killed zombies. them than one body moving after it's dead and the CDC saying, hey, we've been telling you guys for 20 years, careful, careful, COVID's not what we thought it was. And you wouldn't even need to have the fear of, of an organic zombie. You could release the fear of saying DARPA's gone rogue. They want to create zombie. No matter what, the end result would be the same. Get rid of the body incinerate all the bodies fuck and then you wouldn't be able to find, find the evidence the, the clots or the whatever it is of yeah the fingerprint of the actual death shot so that to me what it just clicked into place is more i compelling. think that's brilliant that's how to get everyone to do your bidding and, and get rid of the evidence how to have everyone yeah. burn the body of the hooker yeah get and that evidence. is by the way Exactly how they operate is they facilitate an emotional response in people that aligns desires. Much like much like getting your body to print your own spike proteins, they get you to do what they want. They don't have it's not the 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 the, the pharaohs of old had it wrong. They used the bull whip. No, 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 no. That's old school. That's 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 beta software 1.0 we're at dictator 10.9 now they know no 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 you make it so you want it i'll give you my face because i think i'm putting on a snapchat filter like they are they're demons but like fuck they're efficient yeah i'll stay in my home i'll stay in my home as long as you want me to yeah i want to stay in my home we all make me go outside (laughs) I don't want to leave. Yeah, we all thought it was going to be the boss. Remember the Boston bombing and like that moved the Overton window for like, we'll just move paramilitary troops through the streets. And we all thought that was how they were going to usher in martial law. No, dude, they've they've updated so many. That was flip phone tyranny. We're at touchscreen bendable screen tyranny now. No, 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 no. (laughs) Not not only will you stay at home, the SWAT team will stay at home too. (laughs) They're, They're at another level, man. Yeah, yeah, and then they've militarized and weaponized the populace against itself, right? You know, you're you're in the grocery store without a mask. You don't need a police officer to tell you to put the mask on Build. because 10 neurotic frenetic women will ram their carts into your shins until you leave the store. They are the white blood cells. Congrats. Jesus. So I think zombies could be, and that would, oh, what I wanted to touch on was, um, <clears throat> uh, actually Ron Duncan Trussell, um, I remember he had, he had some idea that I listened to him years ago and he was like, uh, I actually have a picture with Duncan Trussell. I got with him in like 2014. In Atlanta. I, was, I was wearing a shirt that said Wheaties. It's awesome. And, uh, he was sitting there with his raspy lesbian voice. for his words but he was saying he was like how do we not know that like the whole kind of idea of you know like the crazies come out with the full moon he was like what if the full moon like we know it pulls on tides like what if the moon pulls on neurotransmitters in different ways and causes and we know the slightest imbalances you know causes people to go wild it's not a huge imbalance it's like a change of dopamine that's barely perceptible and then one of my favorite uh, videos is uh, by Nigel, I think, Stanford. It's called Cymatics, and it's just the visualization of how sound interacts with, with matter. Mm-hmm. And just YouTube that term, Cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. 
And it's a great it's like a three minute video. Right. But they're just putting the sand on speakers and playing different tunes and it creates whatever, you know, a fractal or a circle or repeating squares or whatever. And it's like, well, that's sound. That's a frequency interacting matter. And I remember kind of clicking those two together and I was like, well, what if you could find the frequency for dopamine or for serotonin? And if you couldn't, if those are too complex, get something as simple as like graphene or hydrogel find a way to implant that then it's not that wild to go let's and maybe we're in the early stages maybe we're in like the suitcase size cell phone era of this where it's like they don't have they don't have full-on hallucinations down pat yet but they figured out uh like fear uh unconsciousness and maybe whatever whatever anger they maybe they've got some like it's very crude right now we're at like the model t but they can just turn that on. And that is maybe you would use that for the very first thing I imagine would be to quell a populace, make them torpor. sedentary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have torpor down, I think very well. If, if it works and I've gone down the same mental rabbit hole that you have, and I'm tracking with you and I think you're on to something. And I think if they have it, they definitely have torpor, which is, um, Kind of like waking hibernation. Sort of apathy. Apathy. Apathy, sleepiness, exhaustion, low low energy, brain fog. I just need to get what I need to get done, done. I can't be curious. Yeah. Can't be explorative. Can't be talking about DARPA zombies. I've just got, I got to get to bed. And the other one that we know they have is V2K, voice to skull. And we covered that. I actually interviewed a person who was a victim of V2K in these little ones. Yeah, you did it with uh, with, with Kathy. Exactly. So fully on board with you that I love that analogy. Briefcase size cell phone stage. We're at the early, we're, at, we're the Wright brothers. We're the assholes in three-piece suits like with yes. a half-horsepower engine. Fully. We'll get to Boeing 747s. It'll take a minute. But we'll and get what there. better way to do that than to like just get the the tacit permission of every person on the planet to experiment with their bodies? Because another thing too, it's not a uniform product. I do not believe that what was in every syringe was the same. No. It's certainly not. They had they had a world population upon which to perform clinical trials. Mm-hmm. They were double blinded because the pharmaceutical salesman the wagey behind the counter at cvs they don't know what's in the vials but the batch and lot numbers are all codified and they know where each batch and and where it went so they could test cold chain hey do these things need to be refrigerated they could test ld50 which is lethal dose like how much mrna how much graphene oxide can we pump these people with They could test 5G sections, right? We know that in New York City, we have 5G in Philadelphia and San Francisco. We got 5G towers everywhere. Okay, well, how do these populations do? That's three individual parameters that you can then test in 50 different states. And I guarantee you there was 50 different parameters that they were tinkering with. Yeah, different races, different genetic makeups. All of it, man all of it so that's kind of an explanation when people are like i've taken five shots and i'm fine 
and another person like takes one and they die their or heart explodes. Yeah. yeah. Or they're, or it's a woman and they're around a vaccinated person and they lose their baby. And that's, what's honestly, that's another level of brilliance with this, because when there is not continuity of product, you're a ghost because then again, the populace fights each other, right? You'll have a, a person with, with genuine intentions, gaslighting a woman who lost her baby being around a vaccinated person and there's no way for them to independently verify it. It's like, well, this woman actually lost her baby and it actually was because she was by a vaccinated person. But this person took five and they have a healthy child. And it's like, they could have gotten the placebo. And it's this perfect miasma that the populace cannot break through. They're, they're both telling the truth. They technically are both telling the truth. It's, again, they're fucking demons, but like you you kind of have to slow clap like they all will burn in hell for eternity but like <laughs> you know th yeah. that little asterisk that being said yeah you kind of you know when when an mlb player retires like the season before they start testing for steroids you kind of got to <laughs> you kind of got to go you you bast no i just wanted to retire at 35 and it's like and all of a sudden he's like 90 pounds lighter like, <laughs> but but they never they never tarnished the name they got yeah. all the paint they just it's bad it's an affront to the sport but there is sort of like a touche very much a touche very much a touche and they're great storytellers and when you're on this side of it you can appreciate the story it, i've i've said a few times that this is currently the plot of avengers endgame mm -hmm. just without the magic snap and everyone comes back um these people aren't coming back but it could be half it really truly could be half gone by the time you and i are having children the numbers as they stand now for reproduction are so dire that half the u.s population could be gone in less than a decade and that's the few assumptions the only few assumptions you need to make for that which are data-based are a 14 percent reduction in global fertility which we have on record and in many places it's higher uh, 50% uptake of the vaccine in the United States in men and women of childbearing potential and the miscarriage fetal demise rate currently. And when I did these calculations with Dr. Jim Thorpe, who's the OBGYN in the film, and we didn't put it in because this is projection and projection is different than hard data. Projection is based on the data. I think this will happen. You can't put that in a factual documentary. But when I did this over text with Jim Thorpe, the numbers we came up with were there's been in the United States, a 25.5% reduction in new human beings entering the world over the last two years. So there should have been 8.2 million babies over the last two years being born. There were about 6 million. So that quarter drop in reproduction, if we're assuming that, like I said, about half of the men and women of childbearing age took the vaccine, 
that's compounding and that's compounding to the tune of there's half of the U.S. gone in a decade. And it's a, it's a very simple math equation of like, you start with 330 million people. Here's the birth rate. Here's the death rate. Now decay that birth rate by 25% every year. That goes away quick. I've always figured if it was depopulation, I've always said, and I've said it on this podcast, is it'll be passive sterilization. They're not dumb enough to do it that quick. Very slow. That's what it would be. You can't have bodies in the street. No, it's you would have as fat and as lazy as we are, people would take up arms. Yeah. And if you, if again, they put it in the freaking movies in 2019, Amazon released a television series called Utopia, starring uh, the Bill, uh, starring the Clinton Foundation's golden boy, Rain Wilson from The Office, who is a pedophile, and the star of the Roland Emmerich film 2012 and the 2016 film about cell phones causing a zombie apocalypse. Kingsman? Oh, cell. Oh. Uh, John Cusack. And the only reason I'm pointing out these actors is that I do think that there is a crossover between the screenplay of life and the screenplay in the movies, and they pick actors suited for the role. So John Cusack in 2019 was part of an uh, Amazon Prime television show called Utopia. And in it, he's the villain, and they unleash a virus on the world that doesn't kill people so that everybody begs for a vaccine that will sterilize them. And he's, he's duct taped to a chair, monologuing to the people in the room about his evil master plan. And he says, we will stop the endless cycle of human reproduction for three generations. The mechanism by which is we will administer a vaccine that they begged for. You could almost argue that there's like, have they found like a loophole in like the like universal law of karma or something? Because that wasn't like a violation of will. Well, the concept of revelation of the method seems applicable in these. Like they did get our permission. Yeah. They didn't ask, can we kill you all? But they said, we're going to gun. We're going to do it in exactly this way. And the only thing you have to do to stop us, really, is be willing to believe that it's possible. And what I find to be the case in everybody who dismisses 
scary truths as conspiracy theories is in their heart of hearts, they don't believe the world can be that evil. I get it. Could there be a level behind all of this? <clears throat> and it's not even predictive programming. And it's, and now we're, I mean, we're really venturing off there, but who gives a shit? Is if there is some reality to, to, to magic or the you know, meme magic or intentions and reality, which even might not be a woo woo thing, it might just be a science we haven't discovered. We're talking about brain waves. I mean, what we're doing right now is magic, we're not anywhere near each other, we're talking in real time, right? I mean, or this is just a dream and I'm insane, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole, right? If there is a reality to to intention having an effect on the physical four-dimensional reality that we seemingly find ourselves in, the most important part, it wouldn't be an adjunct, it wouldn't be a, an addition. The most important, most important part would be the media, the entertainment industry, and uh, the power of suggestion, right? Yeah. What you would then have to do is, and I know it sounds corny Hallmark shit, would just be to stay positive and convince others that it still can be good. Yes. And it's seemingly impossible. But that's, they, they put power in demoralization. There's a reason for that. Everything you said has been co-opted as hippie mm -hmm. i think on purpose because it's it is as true as you can get it's it's like a, it's as powerful as the manhattan project but they can't hide it away in a safe in the desert so instead they have to uh, up until two years ago what happened if you brought up ufos oh do you believe in little green men and now it's the most vanilla people on Fox News saying objects moving at Mach 100. And everyone's like, see, Tucker said it. Right. So what else is coming? What till yeah. now has been deemed hippy dippy? Your thoughts create reality and, you know, optimism, pessimism. There is, you know, the universe doesn't reply with good or bad responses. And it simply echoes your intention or whatever. That might be the most real fuck the second amendment that might be the most real form of sovereignty coded into the universe than anything else and it might be that positivity is much more powerful than negativity so you have to have an overwhelming majority of people saying it's all fuck they're all pedophiles they're all fucking the kids like and then I, and all you need are a couple of people being like it might work out we might win they might hang from the neck till dead and as yes. long as there's still some, I think that's reason to not give up. It's really nice hearing you say that. And I think it lends itself to... I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what the opposite of nihilism is, but whatever the opposite of nihilism is, is my core belief, which is that existence is good and meaningful and coherent. Um, and that our, our participation in it is good. And meaningful. Yeah, I, I refuse to be nihilistic. I don't. And, 
I mean, I was, I was for years. I was an atheist. I think we may have mentioned that on the I, first dude, time I, we talked. I, I lost a brother to suicide in 2014. I was as atheistic and nihilistic as you can get. I, I do remember this conversation. And spells, spells are totally real. Part of the utility of Hollywood is making the most real things seem fiction. And, excuse me, the speeches that they give and you see you see this a lot with like super bowl halftime oh, shows oh it's always just the most occult like black mask shit but the speeches they give like uh kanye talks about contracts and i i brought this up in another podcast i did that yeah, contracts are spells written in a language you barely understand designed to reduce your sovereignty and take ownership of your autonomy, your intentions, your property, your mind at the point of a gun, right? Because if you break this contract, we'll either take all your stuff or you'll go to prison. Mm -hmm. And the way we put you in prison is with men with guns come to your house. And yeah, it's very real. <laughs> So at the end of all of this magic in the paper is a threat of violence, by the way. Yeah, really? Yeah. Really. So, what are going to happen if you don't pay taxes? <laughs> Men with guns will put you in a cell. So the concept, I, I've, I've fully gotten on board with the concept of, of spells, even to the point that like I've started to filter out the music that I've saved up on Spotify and my playlists over the years. And I can't listen to the same music anymore. Like I, I cannot get into rap like I used to. I can't get into a lot of the EDM that I used to uh, and songs whose lyrics are intentionally degrading to both morality and morale. I find myself just not really having that in my ears much anymore. They package it in a very upbeat. Yeah. Upbeat way. Yeah. And it's, but they're getting you to repeat the. They're getting you to to print the mental spike protein, you know. Fuck Holy. that, you know. Fuck that bitch, you know. What was the Ti line like? Killer ass in New Jersey, driver to Missouri. I was like nine singing that, like. <laughs> but it was to a sick beat, and I was living in Atlanta, so I was like, yeah, killer ass in Missouri, like. But, right? But they but they wrap it up in the beautiful. Yeah. You know, I dude, I went to Tomorrow World. I loved I loved Didi. It's just so upbeat, but like. It's, it, but if it's all a painkiller, if it's I took a pill and a pizza, you know, if it's what else would you, how else would you package? Because it's right, we're getting back to your consent. Yes. I didn't tell you to sing that. I just I put it to a catchy tune. Is that it. any different than a, a pedophile pulling up and going, I offered the kid candy? Yeah. They, they got into the van. Right. It might be the realest reality there is. And that is where you start to get into the discussion of, of, governance and moral governance because uh let's take for example pornography it's free and no one forces you to click on it and yet they make billions and millions of people are addicted to it and so then the question becomes like if you're like a libertarian you're like well i think porn should be free and legal and if you don't want to watch it then just don't watch it and it's like well uh 80 of the traffic to pornography between the ages of 
eight and 40 are 11 year old boys. Do you think 11 year old boys have autonomy? Do you think we should live in a country where 11 year old boys can be hooked on hardcore pornography? Is that the world you want to live in? Or should we hang pornographers and imprison pornographers and build a society where that's impossible for my son to encounter porn? And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. Oh, absolute freedom is not the best solution for everything. You actually need moral governance because people are not perfectly autonomous. And when they're perfectly autonomous and perfectly free, uh, you get corruption and degradation. And that that spirals into the, we don't have to go there, but that does spiral into the discussion of like, how do you run a well-ordered society? What's the perfect balance? In fealty to morality and God without infringing on freedom of will and and liberty kind of on that train of thinking the founding fathers were kind of like wizards who probably did this talk and they came up with all right you can say whatever you want and everyone gets a gap that's probably like the best balance well i find it suspicious that 30 or 40 of the 55 men who signed the declaration were somewhere near the 33rd degree of Freemasonry. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole asterisk. <laughs> and this satellite office of the British, aka the Roth, yeah. Rothschild uh, monarchy, has resulted in this world that we're living in um so i'm skeptical of the origins of the united states and the men who put together this social contract primarily because when confronted with the question of what is the influence of the church on the state they said none mm. they said we're going to have perfect separation between the two and i think that resulted in Freedom from morality, not freedom to be moral. Hmm. Possibly. Uh, it It's tough to say because I literally don't believe any history ever from any era. I saw, <laughs> I saw a comment on, I forget what it was, like a year ago. And it's, you often find like the most brilliant like keys to life written on like a comment of a meme on Instagram or something. And you never, but it's like, that is just like the answer to everything. Uh -huh. And I don't know who the fuck wrote it, but it was just some dude that said, once you realize how truthful Donald Trump is when he says there's fake news, how long until you start examining the history you were taught? And it's such a simple statement, but I was like, I've seen in two years whatever trust and i was never very trustworthy but whatever trust i had in the cdc and the fda be reduced and then crippled and then vaporized and now you go and we think it's corrupt because there's a big six corporations who control the media now what happens when only a handful of motherfuckers could write english and they, <laughs> and they were responsible for i don't know i'll tell you what happened between 
the pharaohs and now i'll write it on <laughs> and you go oh no like fuck the whole they look at the big six corporations and they say how'd you let it get away from us like it should be two guys i mean the church they literally went through a schism because somebody was like maybe we should face the clergy and say it in english and they were like yeah. you cocksucker yeah say it in latin and don't look them in the eyes like <laughs> i mean right it's so once you start looking at ju just in seven months how yeah. like the narrative on like ukraine has changed do you really think that like in 1492 christopher columbus crossed the ocean blue and then you look at how much i mean here's a 180 how much they're attacking like graham hancock and like randall carlson for saying like maybe there are ancients of like like what concern like should they have if they're like the cabal that runs the world and it's all about you know transhumanism they shouldn't care about they dug up gobekli tepe but you see them ferociously attacking them for questioning like the shared narrative of like the fertile crescent and like the birth of man i think a big part of their acrimony toward hancock and carlson is that they refute uh, much of their green narrative right now mm -hmm. that you know that the, that the climate was doing crazy shit for a hundred thousand years and we know this and whatever you guys are saying is happening right now is so minuscule in comparison that it's just a power grab that might be their primary hatred of them sure it's uh, yeah it's that actually makes more sense um, as opposed to gatekeeping the ancient civilizations, because I will say that while Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson are fascinating to listen to, Carlson is a very high-ranking Freemason, and their their stories that they tell are, dude, I love them. Trust me, I love them. But they get close, and then at the very tail end, when it's really important, it kind of starts to veer a bit. Uh... And it's at the fringe that it's most interesting and most important, in my opinion, that the first, you know, you'll see this, a good example is like, okay, who is they, right? Because it's so easy to get normies to go from normie land to there's a they. It's really easy. It's a very short syllogism of, hey, you know how like the DMV is responsible for replacing your driver's license? What if there was a bad DMV and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's probably a bad DMV somewhere. And then you start going, okay, who's in the bad DMV? And then everyone's got a really polarized extreme opinion and you say the wrong one and you have to pay 500 grand to the ADL and you can't play <laughs> basketball for five games and you say the right one and you get a Netflix show. <laughs> have you and that's all i'll say about that <laughs> have, have you have, have you ever seen the the ryan there's a comedian named ryan long i don't really know any of his stuff but he has one video and it's called woke versus racist and it's one guy's wearing a woke shirt and another guy's wearing a racist shirt and they're like we used to think we were worst enemies until we realized yes. that like we believed all the same thing and they keep doing like jinx i owe you a coke they're like yes i think we should bring back segregation laws like yes. blacks should have their own comedy clubs yeah but, ryan ryan long's uncannily brilliant and is and is hilarious he's hitting on some stuff that makes he's, you think but he's getting into some like 
kind of occult magic. And it's like you take oh, the truth. Really? Well, no, no, in my mind. Oh, okay. Maybe he is. I don't I, Maybe he, he's going to sue me now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys lose everything from died suddenly. They're like, did you accuse Riley? You're like, motherfucker. Tommy was a Freemason all along. He's totally yeah. down with him. No, but in a way, it kind of is, though, because when you look at something as funny as that video, Woke vs. Racist, it pierces all conventions yeah. of, can yeah. we talk about this? Are these censored words? Where does Trump fall on this issue? No, it's just funny. And when they're, yeah, and they're like, you know, the, the woke guys like, you know, black men who date white women are traitors and white men who date black men just have a fetish. And Ryan Long's, you know, he's the head of the racer shirt and he goes, been saying it for years, stick to your own. <laughs> and it's just like, but that's the thing is you laugh so involuntarily that it, it pulls the truth in and it's the most strong, it's the strongest Trojan horse there is, is just the truth it just barrels right through the fucking wall right well i love what you said earlier in this that the that the true magicians are like the comedians and the, the filmmakers and the storytellers and that like of course they commandeered that because it, it is the best trojan horse it's the yeah and that's why i i personally i'm not a fan of documentaries i don't watch them and i never wanted to make them my true love has always been fiction films narrative films and that's where i want to get to in my career i have no idea how i'm going to get there it'll happen in it'll some, happen just keep yeah it'll happen in probably a really interesting unexpected way you'll never yeah, no that's how it works is you won't predict it and the door will open and yeah yeah but that's what i want because when you watch of truly compelling, beautiful film that makes you cry, you've missed 98% of the subliminal messaging that they put in there. And I want to put my deeply held beliefs about how good existence is and how real objective morality is into awesome fun entertaining stories like i want to edify my audience mm. i love doing that and something that film school students miss out on i didn't go to college i went to a trade program for film it was 13 months and by for the time i was done with it i had already been in production of my first feature documentary and ever since it's been a roller coaster and something that i noticed in like film school students is they want to be preachy. Um, and you see this a lot now with like how far Disney and Marvel has come where it used to be like, I want to entertain you. And now it's like, I want to submit. I want to submit you. Yeah. And I actually don't <laughs> because it's a very scary thing to try and tell somebody else what truth is. Oh, yeah. Right? You're taking on a large burden of responsibility. But there's some truths that I will die for, and those truths are the most enjoyable to experience through art. And they're undeniable. Like, when you hear beautiful music, it's really hard to, like, offend somebody with some truly beautiful, classic... Yeah. It's like a violin. Yeah. Some, just Yeah some renaissance instrument people might say like hey that's not my thing but no one's going to be like yeah look at this shit yeah no, no one looks at, <laughs> yeah no one looks at like a 500 year old european chapel and it's like look at that eyesore it's like yeah 
hey man, you can be a devout Catholic and go to like a, you can go to Mecca, and right? Still be like, God, look at that. Yeah, yeah, and those are the sorts of truths that I delight in sharing in entertaining fashion and would like to get to. And uh, and you know, it's it's a it's a real burden to clearly articulate the evils of the world and share it with millions of people. And I'm not saying that like, oh, it's so hard being famous because I'm not, by the way. I Anybody who DMs me as a result of the work I do are like 55-year-old cougar women who love Trump. You know, I'm not, I'm take not the, getting... Take the win. <laughs> and they're awesome. <laughs> and, and I appreciate their support take, for sure. Take, take, the, take the win. But I'm not drowning in women. Yeah. I, I make exactly as much money as I did six months ago before this film came out. Um, I haven't gotten any raises. I don't get kickbacks. There's no sponsorships as a result of this. Um, but it's, dude, it wrecks my heart to tell another person how their loved ones are going to die. And I don't think I've fully appreciated what making the last two films has done to me honestly these little ones i didn't really feel it until i watched my uh two partners watch it because matt and i don't have any editorial oversight nobody makes a single decision about what we put in the films and so when they come out it's just it's just what we made and with these little ones you know we worked on it for two or three months and it was you know it was really tough in the process of it, but until I sat on the couch and out of the corner of my eye watched my two partners watch the film, I didn't realize what I had made. Mm -hmm. And once it once I did, I feel I felt sick. And I don't think that realization has happened to me yet with this film. But man, it is it's a an unbelievable level of tragedy that I am so close to and it doesn't click in my brain what I'm saying and what I'm sharing with the world. I can defend it till kingdom come. I know every stat. Yeah. I have all the evidence, but it has not connected with like my spirit of, Oh my God, what have they done? Yeah. That might be a form of protection though, is you're the messenger that might be a form of like divine protection. Like you can't look at what's going on right now. Like, you know, the, you know, the sailors on the USS Indianapolis delivered the A-bomb from America to Tinian Island. They had no idea what they were carrying. And it's like, it might, that might be like God's plan sort of thing. Like, yeah, you have like you have a, a filmmaking talent. I don't want to say talent because talent is something you're born with. You've developed is that right? Or skill? Whatever. You get what I'm saying. You guys brought this thing up. It might be a form of like buffering. Like you can't know what you're carrying. You can't because you would fuck it up. You're overthinking it. You're fumbling it, right? You're going out and you're you're singing the song at the halftime. You're like, oh, if I like if I do an episode on here and 10,000 people watch it, that doesn't click. 
I think that the gym is crowded when there's 10 people there. I was at an airport terminal once and I counted everyone there and there was 300 people. And I looked at my most recently, my most recent upload and had like 400 people. And I got like clammy skin. I was like, I think there's a value that I just have a iMac that I do this episode and then turn it off and it's just me. There might be a value in distancing yourself intentionally or unintentionally. Or there might be a value in that there is a delayed shock. You see the explosion and it takes 10 seconds and you're knocked off your feet. But it allows you to prepare for it by by making the movie you're able to create it with full skill and without, mm. you know, uh, performance anxiety. And then after it's out and it gets 10 million views, then you're free to get blindsided by the wave of emotion and trauma and, you know, all that good stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I find that to be very wise. I think you're right, because I wouldn't be able to function if you, I you was... Couldn't. You wouldn't perform. Mm -mm. I would not to, perform. You have to be in a blind, you know, race horses with the blinders on. They don't see the other horses. And it's so you can go race and be the best. The horse would freak the fuck out if it saw 100,000 people. It shit its pants and start fucking another horse. Like, <laughs> no, it has to be able to just look forward, look forward, look forward, look forward. That's what you yeah. have to do. Yeah. I mean, that's just spot on. Um, and, you know, Matt and I haven't taken a vacation yet. We were planning on like, taken several weeks off and just turning everything off and coming back because we get, we have another film to do in a few months and we haven't had the opportunity yet because the last seven days have been bonkers with just the response and we, like we knew it was going to do well but it still doesn't take the edge off when like Kanye West is asking for a copy of your movie you're dude like, it's kicking ass I'll like, pull, it, pull it up right now I'll see how many views it has you're like what did I create and then Congress people are like I want to investigate this what are we at did it cross not, 10 not yet Nine million eight hundred eighty-four thousand three hundred ninety-eight. it's gone up a hundred and fifteen thousand since we started the podcast <laughs> which hey you're we're almost at two hours and that's almost 120 so you are right with the sixty thousand an hour but that's the thing is like you couldn't you couldn't operate if you knew sixty thousand people were watching it every hour Instead, yeah because since we started darpa zombies like right since we started this podcast a football stadium full of people just watched my movie yeah my brain will never be able to understand that no instead it's much easier to talk about the darpa zombies you have to much like them replacing one tragedy with another you maybe need to just do that forever with with movies just keep making a new one so the shockwave of the old one doesn't hit you. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a healthy form of escapism, but I think yeah. you I think you've painted yourself into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> now now I'm screwed. <laughs> now you're just like I think you've started, man. Like I think it's got to just keep going. I yeah. think you I think you uh I think you made your bed and it's, uh, it's just, it is what it is now. And yeah, but you're so right that I do think that there is a divine protection, a divine buffer. Part of it is just, you know, kind of who I am. I take joy in life and it's, it's not easy for me to like get, get nihilistic. It used mm -hmm. to be the case that, yeah, when I was an atheist, every, it was yeah. like, there's just no point in any of this. Um, but now I have just such a deep love for life and I know how good it can be that, yeah, it sucks. Um, 
and it's really going to suck if my family is directly impacted by this. And they have been, by mm-hmm. the way, my family has been impacted by the vaccine, but it's not quite at the level that you would expect from like Avengers Endgame where half, half die. Um, but I, I, you know, I do think that that sort of thing is coming to all of us. And you do need some people who are, will be able to keep their shit straight when this happens and say like, yeah, I know, I know, I know you can, you can keep crying on my shoulder, but we have to walk in this direction mm-hmm. and we have to keep taking steps forward. Um, and so perhaps I will have developed that countenance over the coming months. Maybe, you know, maybe this work is preparing me for that sort of for thing. whatever the next one. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, you need to do a blue beam documentary. You got to get ahead of them. So I will, I'll, I'll just say this cause we're on the air right now. I will text you about that. Okay. Noted. I hope I didn't yeah. fuck it up. No, but good. I was, I was thinking, and I told you to keep it for an hour and we're almost at two hours. So we'll, 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 we'll wrap it up just out of, a, okay. just out of kindfulness. Um, but I was thinking, you know, it might, the answer might, and I don't know, I could be entirely wrong and, you know, this could be the worst advice ever. I, I don't, I don't know that. So just full disclosure, sure. but it might not be that what you're doing now is good, right? You're shedding. The first thing you have to do is diagnose the problem. And before you can even diagnose, you have to become aware of it. So these little ones, no one wants to talk about satanic ritual abuse. I mean, Nick Bryant did it great with the book, the, the Franklin scandal and y'all's movie. You know, it's, 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 it's not a, a 19 hour audio book. It's an hour movie you can go in and get, and it's, it's fantastic. Same with died suddenly is that you got to bring out the awareness, 60,000 people an hour, and you got to for it to be out there. But there might even be like, just like we're talking about like tyranny 1.0 and 2.0, there might be like, like doing the right thing 2.0. And it might be less of shining light on the neck, which is now going to make it sound like I'm part of the bad guys telling you not to do this. So that's why I, I don't, get I'm yeah. not in the Freemason. I, I don't, I'm, I'm an idiot. It might be a counter narrative of optimism. It the simplest would be like, make your own Marvel series, but where it all works out and like justice is done. And like, the most beautiful things in life are just, you know, visiting your parents and having kids and a dog and doing the right thing and, you know, holding the door. It doesn't have to be cataclysmic asteroids hitting cities, people ripping each other apart, you know, movies about the White House burning down and all the predictive programming. It might just be take take the magic, much like China steals our R&D because we did the work and then they just build the machines. Take the R&D the cabal has been doing for the last 3,000 years. They have shown that it's all about just media. Thank you. Yeah. Now take that and just make it good. Positive predictive programming. Now, again, that's going to make it sound like I'm going, hey, why do we got to cover the whole child trafficking thing? What what are you doing? I'm not. Do both. Do both. Yes. But it might be. It might be like optimistic stories. And much like the song, the EDM song that's so joyful, but it's telling you to do coke so you don't feel yourself. And you go, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Maybe you can deliver a beautiful, positive message without it being like uh, the violence of a tent preacher saying like you're burning in hell or without the sort of corniness of a Hallmark card that's like, do the right thing. 
it could just make it badass. Like, yeah. make it just cool as fuck. And that's honestly where I think the next 25 years of my career is going to be devoted to evolving into. Because I think I have the perspective required to do it and the chops to get to get a good quality product. Um, and it's going to take it's going to take an evolution, but I do think that my swan song and documentaries, cause we're going to do the most likely scenario for the next film that Matt and I do is a follow-up on this one in three months or six months and tell, tell everyone how right were we? Okay. Yeah. We're going to answer every criticism. We're going to go deeper into the evidence. There might be a congressional investigation. Marjorie Taylor Greens might be setting something up. So there might be some footage of, embalmers testifying at Capitol Hill. For me, I think that will be my swan song in documentary world where I have to the best of my abilities spoken to the world, my gravest concerns in a way that was effective. And as somebody who doesn't like documentaries, uh, I think if I'm going to make one, I want it to reach people and share my heart with them. And I think I will have done that with this one and the following one, because I wouldn't be able to sleep knowing what I know if I'm not telling people about it as effectively as I can. And the best way that I can is well with my skill set. So as soon as I have sort of completed that William Wallace arc, I am fully on to like spending two or three decades doing exactly what you just described, which is I'm going to take all of this machinery and leave you as the audience twice as edified and joyful mm -hmm. as when you walked into my theater. Just truly positively a world where the Super Bowl halftime show is not a bunch of like third eye imagery and like bleeding kids, but instead is just like warm, loving families around a Christmas tree with a puppy. And what it is really is not the absence of conflict, but it's conflict won by just people. Yeah. That's what edifies an yeah. audience. What has demoralized us over the last several years and bad guys always win. It's the dude, 2020 was the bad guys winning. Like the election, the reason why the right got so demoralized is like we knew how the story was supposed to end and it didn't end like that. Yeah. And that's what guts you. So tell a great story with high stakes and important conflict and make the good guy win. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no con conflict will never go away. I don't even know right. if you want it to go away because then no. life's kind of boring. But yeah. conflict towards a a great thing. Yes. It, it, a conflict towards building a house. The conflict towards, you know, being a good dad. Like, those right. are good conflicts. It doesn't need to be conflicts that ends with the, the demons running amok, right? Because con you're not getting away from conflict. Like, that, that's fuck off. Yeah. Have a good, though. Work towards something. I had my own conflict setting up the studio. I had blisters on my thumbs. It wasn't quite a biblical story of conflict, <laughs> but it was nonetheless a conflict. And I got through it and now the studio is set up and it's it's good. So I think that that's the way to go is because that might be the realest reality. It is. Is the subliminal messaging 
and the conscious or unconscious belief in an outcome. And, and it is the submission to the logos. If you were to describe, uh, you know, people ask me a lot, like, are you a Christian? I say I worship the logos and the logos is the word made flesh. And it, it it's God himself. And the logos directly translated means meaning. And it doesn't just mean meaning. It means true, good and beautiful meaning. And that is what I am in submission to and worshipful of. I am in awe of that. That is what I live my life chasing, like romantically chasing, in mm -hmm. love with. I want things that are true and good and absolutely beautiful. And I want to like make my own things that contain all that. And uh, that's what these people, that's what the they are in direct opposition to. You know, the opposites imply one another. And I will say the one... Uh, actually, I would say many because I, I I stay optimistic, but a big silver lining has been to see what has happened over the last two years makes it absolutely undeniable that true, true evil exists. Evil that can't be portrayed in a hot. I mean, true, just like the black bleeding soul of Satan, evil exists. But for some reason, some people just still aren't bending the knee. And the only logical outcome is there is a good guiding. There is also a God. There are angels in opposition to the demons. Like, you and I aren't rolling in money. Like, I would love for this sweater company to sponsor me. <laughs> right? It's, yeah, we're not getting anything from it. You're getting cougars. I'm not even getting cougars. <laughs> I'm getting shit. I'm getting uh, I'm I'm getting DARPA reanimated hookers killed in the seventies. <laughs> but why do we keep going forward? I don't uh, think it's because we are made of some metal like on par with Eisenhower. No, I really don't. I I think it's because deep down we know that there's a good, and we can't stomach the thought of not submitting to the good, and not perpetuating the good. But we love the good because yes. love is not the same thing as feels nice. No, 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 no. Because by the way, this doesn't feel nice. Nothing about that. Hey, if you know what would feel nice? If I stopped talking about COVID and election fraud, didn't get banned from YouTube and was making a lot of money. I yeah. should be reviewing iPhones and doing TikTok instead yeah. of talking about a Malthusian depopulation agenda alone right. in my room. Like there are choices I've made and right. I'm fine with them. Right. But it's something so deep that I don't need anyone's approval of it. And despite knowing everything I know, I would do the exact, I would do the last three years, the exact same all over again. Preach. Because I can lay down at the end of the night and in bed and I'm like, it might be the night that I get no knocked and shot in the head. I'm all right with it. Cause to me, I've, I'm at peace with my creator and I know I've acted out of love. Yeah. And as much as I'd like to not die, and have a bunch of money and have cougars. I'm okay with it can all end. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. I, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't want it to happen, but I am okay with it. That is that exists. That's reason to celebrate and to keep fighting. Like 
that exists. Like, just as there is a Klaus Schwab, you and I can do this knowing full well that we could probably be making a lot more money taking a lot easier of a route. But we're not. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, I don't know. Stay positive. That's all I got. Amen to that, brother. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. And in the words of the great Duncan Trussell, the sign of an enlightened person is someone who's not afraid to express love. So, Nick, I love you. Thank you for coming on here. And I love all of you listening to this, including you, Fauci, if you have a change of heart. Right now, I think you're a demon. I think you're going to burn. But there's still room. So much love, everybody. And uh, yeah, go watch the film. Push it over 10 million. And text me with whatever your next one's going to be. Will do. And I love you as well, Tommy. And I'm very grateful for the conversation. Thank you, sir. And uh, excited to see what the next few months look like. Yeah. On the condition that we're both still alive. Tomorrow morning. (laughs) Two... Filmmaker and podcaster died suddenly. They just rub it in our faces. Died suddenly as both their cars crashed into a vaccine clinic. Yeah, that would be the old. They're just lathered. They're just jerking off on our grave. They're like the ultimate humiliation ritual. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but like I said, I'm okay with that too. Much love, everybody. Thank you so much. I'll link everything in the description. Text me your next thing, and uh, we'll set up the next episode. All right. Will do. Take Thanks so time. much, man.